Last week on Stray Dog Africa, you and your guests uh, talked about uh, the World Bank IMF uh, spring uh, meetings. Uh, we also talked. Uh, you also talked exclusively to the president uh, of the African uh, Development Bank. You talked about uh, uh, those institutions being relevant to Africa. Uh, maybe help us uh, explain uh, that in maybe the simplest uh, uh, way possible. Uh, to the uh, the African audience, they provide uh, loans. Uh, in some cases, they provide grants. In fact, their loans are some of the cheapest anywhere on this planet Earth. In terms of uh, the kind of uh, uh, you know uh, interest rates, for example, that they charge, you cannot find any other bank on this planet Earth that will give you a lot of hundreds of millions of dollars at such a rate. That is what makes them very relevant. Uh, how about uh, in the 90s, they came up with uh, these uh, uh, policies uh, called the structured adjustment uh, policies that were a disaster uh, in either in Africa, in uh, Latin America, in uh, Asia. They never worked. So why should uh, African countries uh, keep uh, looking up to these institutions? First of all, most African countries are poor. They need money. So they need to go to someone. The other thing that you know is that uh, you cannot actually access credit facilities from some of these major commercial banks or international commercial uh, lending institutions without the endorsement of the Britain of these institutions. You actually pretty much have really to be cleared or to be endorsed or to be recommended by the World Bank slash International Monetary Fund in order to be in the business. <laughs> critics who say that uh, some of these institutions, especially the World Bank or the IMF, uh, they come up with reports uh, that uh, really don't reflect uh, the reality on the ground. That maybe perhaps uh, the people who write those research papers are sitting somewhere in a hotel, but uh, when you look at the reality on the ground, it's a totally different story. Yes, it is true that uh, when you look at uh, the composition of some of these top uh, World Bank IMF executives, uh, a lot of them, frankly, when you look at uh, their backgrounds and what have you, they frankly don't have much uh, in common with some of the societies that uh, they are reporting about. Uh, they probably don't also have time, frankly, to go out there and uh, do the real homework. But they still have come up with uh, some kind of reports that look very traditional and look very legitimate. That is not to say that in some cases they don't really have reports that are right on the money. Sometimes they do. But earlier you raised the issue of the failed programs from the World Bank, and you talked about the structural adjustment uh, programs. You know, programs, the, the SAP. Yeah, yes, um, I think there is a, the, an argument can be made that a lot of those actually uh, policies have not actually been successful almost anywhere. In fact, I remember reading or doing some research and finding out that uh, in the 90s, some of the countries that actually got it right was probably because they rejected advice from the Britain Woods institutions. I'm talking about China. I'm talking about Poland, to name a few. Let's uh, shift our, our discussion to the role of uh, the African uh, uh, Development Bank. Uh, you recently had an opportunity to sit down with uh, the president of uh, the African uh, Development Bank. 
And uh, what did you guys talk about? First of all, President Adeshina is a remarkable individual. I was impressed by the president of the ADB, especially because he has the vision thing. He has the vision thing in the sense that uh, he is thinking about coming up with a program or a project or a policy that is designed to provide access to hundreds of millions of Africans who have no access to electricity. In fact, he says that there are 645 million Africans who do not have access to the electric bulb, which he said was invented by this great American, Thomas Edison, 138 years ago, and yet we can't light it. Uh, how about those who say that, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Adeshina can say all he wants, it's just a rhetoric. Uh, I mean, he has to tell people what they want to hear. But in reality, can, can he pull it off? I think you have to give the man the benefit of the doubt. Why do you have to do that? As a minister of agriculture and rural development in his native country of Nigeria, he was able to make a huge difference in that particular docket, especially in terms of empowering farmers people who have actually turned what used to be peasant farming into agribusiness poor. This is a man that has a sound record. He has a track record. So you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He seems to know what exactly he's talking about. of uh, initiatives out there that uh, are talking about uh, the same thing. You can talk about uh, Power Africa, uh, Econ, light, Lighting Africa. Those are initiatives that have uh, have been tried. Isn't it uh, going to sort of like compete with these other initiatives before we even see the results of uh, these uh, uh, programs that are already there? On the contrary, I honestly don't think there's a contradiction. Uh, in fact, what he's saying is that they are going to work together with these other groups that have also come or coming with initiatives to achieve the same goal. So at the end of the day, you are going to find some kind of a synergy that is designed at the end of the day to provide unfettered access by, you know, to African people, electricity. It could be hydroelectric power. It could be nuclear power, as in South Africa. It could be something else, but it is going to happen. I do not see, frankly, any contradictions in this. And he talks about, give him 10 years, you will see the difference. He even talked about how, of course, uh, at the end of the day, the bank is going to be working uh, in tandem, in some cases, with President Obama's Power Africa initiative. He's going to be working with people like uh, Tony Erumero, a fellow Nigerian himself, and a man, of course, whom you know, uh, is very active in this business of providing energy to Nigerians. Why is it that uh, a lot of African countries really can't light their own countries? All small cities can't come up with resources mm. to light those cities. A lot of people will tell you that Africa's major problem is a leadership deficit. 
you have people who are in positions of power who are supposed to come up with policies that are designed to help the people that they lead or they claim to lead, but in fact, their priorities are upside down. Why do you think, for example, a lot of African countries spend more money buying weapons, buying AK-47s, buying tanks, rather than, for example, building schools, building hospitals, that kind of stuff. It's because you have a leadership deficit. You have leaders who do not have the vision thing. Growing up in, in Africa, I can relate uh, with uh, what uh, you just uh, talked about. Uh, there is so much that has to be done for that dream to become a reality. How do you think it's remotely possible to, to get from point A to point B, or where people are going to have turned on the switch and there is power? You know, I remember doing some homework some time back, and um, I got the sense that in this world, what is important first and foremost is an idea. Once you have an idea, then in fact you can look for the capital. You can look for the money. And as far as the president of the African Development Bank is concerned, Dr. Adeshina, he thinks there is a lot of money on the continent that can actually be tapped into and can be redirected in this most lofty idea of opening up Africa. The only way you're going to open up Africa in terms of markets, in terms of development, you're going to have to light it. Right now as we talk, Africa is in darkness and you cannot do much in the darkness. back to the point uh, you made uh, earlier about uh, agribusiness or agriculture, uh, most of these countries really depend on agriculture. Uh, but uh, most of the people who are into agriculture, into subsistence uh, farming, uh, very few do commercial farming. And as a result, uh, there is not really much uh, in terms of uh, uh, whatever they do, they just uh, sold maybe at the local market or to retail stores, not wholesale stores. So. Uh, from the bank's uh, perspective, what is it that the bank can do to uh, uh, bring in a new uh, kind of direction to guide uh, these uh, different uh, farmers? First of all, it is not something that he is trying to invent or to reinvent. As I told you a little bit earlier, and you know as well as I do, that Dr. Adeshina, when he was his country's Minister of Agriculture and Rural Economy, in Nigeria, he was able to make a huge difference to the extent that, in fact, nobody even questions him. He was able to even come up with some kind of policies or initiatives mm. that eventually were even adopted by the World Bank. And the World Bank shared some of those initiatives with the rest of the world. And it works. It works, Paul. So what the president, frankly, would like to do is to make it one of the major priorities, one of the big five, as he said. Once he does that, he will get the money, get the expertise, train people who are going to make a difference uh, in terms of transferring knowledge, uh, technology, uh, and management, you know, uh, skills, and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, you are going to get the results. Mm -hmm.